Well, hello, hello, hello there. How's everybody going? Jason Cracky, he was in a uh, a race one day, and I was on one of my moods where I was a little chatty. You know, you've, you've caught me on one of those days. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was talking in the Discord and uh, ECRS there, and he's like, man, what is going on here? It's like, who keeps joining and exiting? Well, really, it was just me. I was like, dude, you got to mute that channel. <laughs> That's what he's saying right there. The beep, 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 beep. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Sunday. This is Checkers and Wreckers. Howdy, how you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? I am fantastic. We're going to we get- had a nice day yesterday uh, down at Whiteland for the swap meet. Yeah, they. and how much longer did you stay past when, when I took off there with the- uh, I was there maybe another 30 minutes. Okay, so you didn't see if uh, uh, anything else started coming in, coming and going, anything like that? Uh, when I was going down the road, there was a couple guys with trailers coming down, so I imagine they were going in to set up. Yep, were you feeling bad? Going down the road, feeling bad. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> rolling, rolling. Uh, you never know what you're no, going to get mean, with us on a Sunday. For, for Whiteland's first uh, swap meet, it was a nice day out. Um, there there was quite a few good deals down there. I know Daniel got a good deal. Um, I think there was a, a couple other guys that maybe bought some carts and stuff like that. And Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean. I got a beat breaker. Yes, you did. So I was, I was talking to Andy yesterday, and I was like, you know, I was like, I, I really like what you and Sarah are doing down here and, and the progress they're making, and they're really trying to give back to the sport and, yep. and really, you know, putting all efforts to making, you know, Whiteland back to what it used to be, and I, I love it. Well, it. Not even what it used to be, but a little more than even, so – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to it. I think, you know, I'm, I've am i been looking at a garage. I might end up getting a garage. You know, we might need do a, a show set up there every now and then because I think they do have a little better Wi-Fi than Ingles. I could be wrong, but I think right. Whiteland does have a little – so maybe a little a little road trip down to Whiteland every now and then. I mean, if nothing else, all three of us could pitch in and get a garage. They, they, I mean, those are they're, – they're really nice in there. You, you see people – uh, especially, you know, in that swap meet, you could, they had all the doors open and you see just how much you can fit into it. Cause on a race day, you know, they, they got the carts pulled out and kind of everything's happening outside, but yesterday everything was kind of packed in. These guys were, uh, uh the garages were up. They were kind of, some guys were just cleaning out, just seeing what was going on up there. And you, you could really see how much you could fit inside those things. Good, th uh, good size garages, either the singles or the doubles there. So I stress to you guys, uh, uh, you got some big news yourself here as you uh you're gonna be looking into uh heading out you're you're going somewhere right after the show right yeah i'm going up to i'm going down to batesville meeting a guy and uh picking up a cart meeting a guy about a thing and you're picking up a cart so we're growing and i know you're closer to newcastle but i'm i'm sure with you knowing mark and those guys out there you'll probably be out at white whiteland uh as well Oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try to do both. Um, I mean, Newcastle's in my backyard, so I exactly. will probably run there a little more. But uh, you know, Whiteland's Whiteland's where I cut my teeth, and Whiteland's always got a special place in my heart. So you know, I'll definitely be down there running. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a blast out there. You know, uh, we've talked about it. Uh, Hogue has talked uh, talked to me about getting into it. We need to get him over there. You get uh, Hanowski back into it. We're going to have a good old boys club down at the, the track. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a good time, man. I'm excited. That's awesome. Caleb's talking about running an indoor series in January. Where at, Caleb? I want a little more information on that. Moving up a next class or season next. Or blah, blah. Moving up a class next season, though. So, um, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Daniel. <laughs> so, uh, um, big news there. I'm I'm excited there. So, uh, definitely we're, uh, we're rolling here with the, the racing that we got going. Not only are we talking racing, are we broadcasting racing? Now we're behind the wheel as well. Yep. And, and so, more ways than one, not just virtually anymore. Exactly. You know, and here's a little off topic here, but, uh, old Scott Schroeder was watching a little, uh, classic NASCAR this morning from Riverside. Do you remember that track? Yes, I do. The Riverside was a great track. So uh, it was the 87 uh, race there. Obviously, I didn't know anything about this race. It's a year before I was born. And so in the 25 car, do you have any idea who was who was driving that car for the first time? Uh, was it Kenny Schrader? It was Rick Hendrick. Rick Hendrick, Rick Hendrick. put okay. himself behind the wheel in 87. And uh, so he was talking before and he was like, yeah, all the uh, all the bankers that I'm invested with right now, they're on their volume volume right now. <laughs> they're they're a little nervous for me out here. That's a big investment. That if I pass, eh, there, you know, some, some things can happen. So I thought that was absolutely hysterical. If you guys want to get a kick out of a good little, uh, uh, really a, a solid race, there's some solid action all throughout there. What really freaked me out though was and i did a little research because today's pretty much a nascar day i mean we're we're fighting for a championship today so why yep. not talk a little nascar and i was watching and man i'll tell you what i i didn't realize it wasn't until 1991 that the pit speed limit wasn't intact because uh um, yeah uh dale earnhardt peels off a of riverside man and he it doesn't look like he loses a position until he stops and it's like oh my goodness you're going 180 down the pit lane right now man you are floating so i i had to do a little research here i was talking to scott and uh chris downing and that's where downing informed me it was uh due to a crash in atlanta it was the final race of 1990 when they used to finish the season in atlanta um i don't know who turned in but somebody got turned on pit lane and end up smushing and killing uh bill elliott's right rear tire changer so that was red was it ricky rudd that turned into him there i i believe that was ricky rudd and that's why they they ended up enforcing you know the pit speed limits and right. stuff like that so because uh, it was ricky rudd that killed the crew member but yeah that was just absolutely intense to see dale earnhardt peel off the track going side by side racing and just Ooh, down pit lanes like my goodness absolutely that's when racing was still racing oh i mean they were boogie woogieing right there that's like you ever made a deal with the devil in the pale moonlight that's what i was saying broadcasting things get a little little hairy well daryl earnhardt did a few times i guess i'm sure everybody was back then oh yeah i've already uh, gave our buddy brooks a little shout out there to the irish I, this morning i did i did too daniel you know <laughs> I got, and I had to wear this hat. And I know it's off topic, but this is uh, this is the 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 hat that I got the very first time that Daniel and I went to the Holy Grounds. Nice, it was my first trip <laughs> to going to the Holy Grounds. So this is the hat from there. Very nice, very nice. Uh, so, um, 
do away with the playoff layout. Okay, so let's talk about that. We're we're here in NASCAR, and Hanowski, he made a post, and I figured, you know what? Who better than to to you know stir up a little stuff with than our our, our buddy Michael Hanowski? And uh, so he was talking about the playoff series and stuff like that. Well, I was what I responded was because it, it was the Harvick the the Harvick deal right there. I mean, obviously, you see a guy that wins so many races throughout the season has such a great regular season, if you will, um, and then ends up not making this Final Four today. More than likely, in my mind, wins the race today. But uh, you know what? Here's my opinion on it. Here's my take. Is okay. the, 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 the way I look at it, the fans got kind of tired of crowning a champion to maybe a race before the, the final. So at the end of the 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 day, the 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 champion was crowned before the season was even over. It's kind of like what F one is going through right now, and and people think that's not as interesting. So the the fans said, "Hey, we need to change something up here." Well, NASCAR did they change it for the right? I don't know. I can't say that, but they implement this playoff here, and you're still. I mean, you're constantly rolling down the line and making it to the fact that uh, it, it's every every week come the, the end of the season, it's interesting. It's fun to watch, and people aren't tuning out come the final race at Homestead, what used to be Homestead, when uh, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, you know, those guys had already taken the title. You know, <clears throat> I, I've, I've heard so many different – views on the whole chase and everything like that my, my opinion is i vehemently disagree with the chase i don't like it you know it I, I say harvick got screwed i mean you go out and you have a performance like that which on the flip side of that is the second half of the season he didn't perform like he did the first half so i mean you, you can't rest on your laurels you, you you still have to go out and perform like you did the first half of the season, but still I think he should have been in the chase in the final four, but it is what it is. That's what the fans wanted. I, me as a fan, I didn't want it. I, I don't like the chase. So I think you, I've said it before, if a guy goes out and dominates all season and gets a, a 300 point lead on everybody else, well then so be it. His team and him performed better than everybody else. And you know what? Quit your crying, quit your whining, go out there and perform like the rest of the guys are. And, you know, you're going to have bad races. I understand that. But, you know, I I, I don't think some of these teams should have made the chase, and they did. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, Harvick should have ran a little bit better in the second half of the season, I guess. But I, I really think he got screwed, and I disagree with it. So the way I look at it, and, and this is what I put to Hanowski as well, Real quick, hey, what's going on, uh, Mr. Mr. Leo. Jameson? Jameson, we got Leo in the house. He's going for a Logano win today. You know he's pumped. He's probably he's already got his celebrating going. I know he's a big Logano fan. I know he's excited. But uh, Hold on. we got Chummy in here. Chummy, are you sitting there eating some Triscuits, watching Checkers <laughs> the Records this morning? He's three hours behind. That'd be one heck of a breakfast. Breakfast of champions there. So no, but so here's the way I look at it. And I and when I say this, I get it's a different sport, it's a different atmosphere. But let's look at it like this. You see, I, I want to say it was 2008, possibly, that we go back 
and we look at um, uh, no, no, sorry, we, <laughs> 2008. We go back. We look at the New England Patriots. They go 16 and 0. They go undefeated. They dominate teams. They're the best team. They should be handed the trophy, right? Nope. Ah, exactly, exactly. Nope. They didn't beat the Giants. But it's different. I mean, you're 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 looking at what uh, was it? 16 games in a regular season for football, right? And how many races is it during the regular season? Okay. Do you want to look at baseball? Do you want to look at basketball? Yeah. I mean, I that's, that. at the end of the day, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you could be the best team going into the playoffs and you could get beat by the eight seed. I I guess I don't mind it, but I do. I, I, agree and, with that. I, I just don't know. And don't, I'll be the first to say, I don't mind it, but there is changes that need to be done. What changes that I, I, I don't know. Maybe you put them all in the playoffs and they all race throughout the entire playoff series, if you will. So there's no no uh, points throughout the, the series. You put all these guys in the last 10 races and then it's it's all holds bar for those 10 races. No holds bar. I, I, I still disagree with the playoffs, though. I mean, NASCAR is pretty much the only motorsport series that does that. IndyCar doesn't do it. Formula One doesn't do it. You know, my thing is, if you go out and you dominate the competition – then so be it. And there again, you know, I know why they did it because the whole uh, Matt Kenseth deal. Okay. Whoa, yeah, he Russell Snelling, stop the show. Stop the show. Stop the show. <laughs> you just put an image in my mind. I don't ever think I'm going to get out. <laughs> what? You read the comments. I don't want to put the image in everybody else's <laughs> mind. <laughs> Nothing against Mr. Cardwell, but. <laughs> My goodness, but so I, I don't see it. And, and Mike, I understand. He says they need to get guests on here. Maybe a uh, a uh, no clothed David Cardwell. <laughs> exactly. See, but no. And, and Mike, I get it's not one on one. And somebody says March Madness style playoffs. Let me see. They, they, we got some stuff coming in here quick. But I get it's not one on one, and. I, I get it's different, Matt, but like what Matt says is there's there's uh, they weren't going against 32 teams. No, they weren't, but they also didn't have three teams helping them throughout that that race or that game. I I mean my thing and, and going back to what we were talking about, you know, it, it goes back to the Matt Kenseth deal where he only won one race that season and won the championship. Well, you know what? He did what a championship team should do. They perform week in week out. Top ten, top five finishes. Yeah, he only got one win, but big deal. He he didn't have any DNFs. They that team performed like they sh- like a championship team that year. They deserved to win the championship. So, I mean, I I get where NASCAR's coming from to to attract the fans, but uh, there again, I just I disagree with the playoffs. I, I want to see it go away. So and and like I said, I I I like the. Kind of the excitement because I, I remember back in the day when uh, I'll even say back when I was watching and, and Gordon was my favorite. He had the uh, the the title held up in Atlanta and come home said, I mean, we're just watching for S's and G's. I mean, nobody cares who wins. Nobody cares where Gordon finishes. People are tearing stuff up. I mean, that, that's the it turns into a clash at the end. of the, Excuse me. At the end of the season. 
So I, I, I just not sure exactly how you play it, but that's where I think if you put them all into a pool, so say you get the 10, 10 drivers, the best 10 drivers at the end of your regular season, if you will, and then you say you have 10 races here, it's it's the points reset at zero. We're not cutting anybody out of the playoffs, but you got 10 races to show that your consistency can still run. I, I agree with that, but the, and and then here's another which Jason brought this up, and I, I agree with him on that. The 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 one race champion. So like today, you ha- you have your four drivers, and they're going to go out there and the highest finishing one. That's who's going to win the championship. I don't agree with that. Right, and I I see exactly what you're saying today. It really, the battle is is for the top four. Uh, we're we're watching who the who the four or where those four are throughout the day. Nobody cares unless one of those four is in the top spot. Nobody cares who's leading this race today. Yeah, you're you're going to pay attention to those four drivers that are in the championship, and that's pretty much all you're going to pay attention to. Unless, I mean, I, let me take that back. You're going to pay attention to your favorite driver, of course, but I, I really don't have a favorite driver, so I'm going to watch the four that are in the championship. Right, absolutely. So let's talk, uh, I mean, like I said, it's kind of a a NASCAR day. I agree with what Josh said. Josh Heston said, cut it to 16 for the last 10 races and let them race. Right, and and that's what I I, I do. I I don't know if it's 16, if it's 10, 12, however many you put it. I think if you put too many in there, it's going to get a little wild. It's going to get a little crazy. I think you you do need to – we don't need a – uh, an A main and an I racing nightmare here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Because <laughs> it, it can easily size more. Reckon We've been talking to size more a lot more. We might have a size more's fault session on here. Yeah, thinking about having a size more segment <laughs> on the show. But um, no, no, Russell. I that, no, Russell, you're fine. Buddy. I like it, it exactly. So. um uh, but I, I and I do think NASCAR kind of has uh, shown a little glimpse this year. I think the the racing has been a little better through the the beginning of the season. We saw some really tight races. I think these guys acclimated to the uh, the 2020 season with the the little practice um, things like that. So uh, it, it started to spread out through the middle. But I, I think come the, the the later the latter part of the season, it really has come to be a uh, a solid, solid uh, uh, race every week here. And I do think uh, that's where you got to attribute the playoffs for bringing that that kind of uh, atmosphere back where it's not going to get lined up. These guys are going to go door to door. They're going to start bumping each other because there's so much on the line now. And you're exactly right. I mean, like today with with, with the four that are shooting it out, who is it? Uh, we got Kozlowski, Chase Elliott, and Hamlin. And I mean, you're, you're kind of setting up a scenario to where, you know, you, you have a championship on the line. Somebody's going to put the bumper to somebody to win that championship. Or, and, yeah. And um, I can't blame them on that. I mean, you're going to do what you have to do to win that championship. Absolutely. So let's look down the list of uh, past yeah. champions. Who's your okay. favorite past NASCAR champion? And I want everybody let us know here in the comment section who's your guys' favorite past NASCAR champion here. I already know what my answer is going to be. Are you? I can't remember on it. Are you Stewart? Oh, okay, okay. 
There you go. Earnhardt, baby. He's an Earnhardt guy. I'm a 24 fan, so it works out perfectly here. It was a just a fantastic rivalry. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, if we look down at champion moments, I really, it's hard not to say being at the Brickyard, seeing Stewart win that and climb the fence, just the emotion there that year. I, I think he had a lot behind him. Um, and just to see, I mean, I know that wasn't a, a championship moment there, but uh, as a champion in Tony Stewart, I think that is probably my favorite NASCAR champion memory there. Um, I mean, obviously there's, there's loads of Gordon win. I'll never forget watching my first one in the, uh, 1994 there, the Brickyard watching Gordon win that inaugural one and, uh, just, just different things like that. But just watching that pure emotion that Tony Stewart had and, and they captured there at the Brickyard was just absolutely fantastic. So let's go hey, down. Not to interrupt, Matt. Read, read read what you just posted. <laughs> he did it for he did it on purpose. <laughs> I mean, really. He's a Gordon fan there. We got Josh Hessen, East Stewart. I like these guys. Everybody putting them out there. Awesome. Bill from Dawsonville. Russell Snelling's there. Here's a little uh championship fact here, and we'll cover this maybe a little uh later in the deal. But in nineteen eighty eight, the LA Dodgers won the World Series. Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA title, and Bill Elliott won the NASCAR championship. In 2020, you've got the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series, the Los Angeles Lakers winning the NBA title. Can Chase, Chase Elliott. Can Chase follow in his father's footsteps today? I guess let's run down now. That's a pretty good little fact there, Tommy boy. I like that. <laughs> Let's run down the four drivers here today and kind of kind of put out their odds here. Let's start with, we'll say, the first guy into this dance in uh, Joey Logano. Leo's buddy. And I I don't know Logano. I, you, you can never count Logano out because today, he, like he said, I don't have friends on the track. I, these guys are trying to take food out of my family's table. It's like today, today this is where you're going to see Logano. He's going to be fierce. He's going to be strong. What do you think, Howdy? Logano's chances here coming away with another title. Um, I think they're pretty good because let me tell you, like like you just said, Logano said he has no friends out on the track. He he's not lying one little bit because he will wreck his teammate. He'll he'll he would wreck his dad if his dad was out on the track. <laughs> to win the championship. Logano is not afraid to put the bumper to somebody. And like I said earlier, these guys are going to do what they have to do to win this championship. Absolutely. But I think Logano's got a good shot at it. So uh, that's where I look at it. I think the driver himself, he has a fantastic shot. The car, I'm not 100% certain on that just yet this year. I, I, I'm not sold on those two teammates here in the Penske's just yet here to the fact that they can walk away with it here. So uh, uh, let's go to the other Penske. And I think he jinxed himself. He brought the glass that he won in 2012 with Keselowski brought that Miller light, the big glass there. He was going to celebrate. He says, this is the one thing I'm bringing with me. This is the one thing I need brought it out there. So what do you think Keselowski's chances are? Same team 
And this is what's interesting, too, is that team dynamic in the championship. I mean, that 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 is a good dynamic, but with both of them being in it and trying to win the championship, are they really going to help each other? I don't think so. Oh, not one bit. I, 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 I would say out of the two, Logano has a better shot at winning it than Keselowski. I could be wrong on that. But I, I would have to pull for Logano more than I would Keselowski. Ashley's singing the Lion King upstairs. It's very loud. <laughs> kind of freak oh, wow. me out there. Akuna <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the Haas. <laughs> so, uh, um, no, well, here's the way I look at it when we look at the teammates here. I think that could hurt you at the end of the day because you look at everybody else in the, the, the other guys here. Chase has three guys here fighting for him. Um, Hamlin has... Three, maybe four, if if you look at Bubba Wallace as he goes, hey, buddy, remember, I'm your boss next year. Help me out right. out there today. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not saying he's going to do that. Um, but, and, and you know, at the end of the day, let's not uh, uh, take away from the fact that Jones is a little salty. Jones, that teammate of Hamlin, is is a little bit salty there as they were told not to pass him last week. And, and people got upset with that. Hey, at the end of the day, you're Jones. You got two two ways to look at it. You you ride with another team next year. You're already signed. You're already there. You got to ride. Pass them. Be that guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean the way the way that they kind of dumped on Eric Jones. If I was Eric Jones, I, I would be like, "Look, I'm out here for me. Exactly. My is me. <laughs> right. And, and I would go out there and just try to win the race." You know, screw the rest of your team and all that. I, I don't think Jones owes Gibbs anything because right. the way they kind of dumped on him, if you ask me, that's what they did. They dumped on him, which we knew it was going to happen when they put Christopher Bell with that other team. And as soon as that other team said they're folding up, right? we, we knew Bell was going to go in a JGR car no matter what. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think Jones uh, is going to go out there and do anything crazy. No, but no. at the end of the day, I don't think he's going to move over so easily here today. So we go now and, and talk about Hamlin here and we've seen it all year. This is a track that fits his style and yes, everybody sir. is sitting there. I've already seen it on the comment section once already there, man. I don't want to see that FedEx, anybody but FedEx, man, Denny Hamlin. If you look down the line, if you want to say out of these top four, if, if you don't like the playoffs, out of these top four, I, I know we're there. We already got it, but he's the next guy up when it comes to, to points, I believe. So, really, he's the – he says, skip Hamlin. No need. <laughs> so, I don't get the hate on Hamlin. I think he's a solid driver. But uh, and, and Somebody said Josh works for UPS. <laughs> no, I got you. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, the way I look at this, this is sitting in – Hamlin's hands right now is, but at the same time, his team has made some mistakes coming down the end of the line here and himself, he's made mistakes out on the track. So it's that momentum, that momentum switch. What do you think on Hamlin? I think he's got a solid shot. I really think coming into this and today, I think it's going to come down to between Hamlin and Logano. I think those are the two drivers with the strongest shot at winning it. Uh, and, and I'm not counting Chase out. I mean, Chase does have a shot. 
But I, I really think that it's going to be between Logano and Hamlin at the end of the day. So uh, you, you think it's between Logano and Hamlin. So you, you said his name, Chase. We got to look down the line now as one Hendrick Carr, a champion, will finish his ride today in NASCAR full-time. Jimmy Johnson, he could hand the torch over today to Chase Elliott, helping him win. He's He's been giving him some advice this week, telling him how to really focus and, and keep composure in this championship race here today. And uh, everybody's on his side. It seems like the fans are all behind him. Everybody wants, it seems like, Chase Elliott here to win outside of those those other three's tight fan group. I think everybody's rooting for Chase here today. And you talk about momentum like I talked about earlier. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is riding a bigger wave right now than the number nine of Chase Elliott. I have to agree with Russell on this. Hamlin's a wheel man, and he really is. But, yeah, you know, and what better way to set it up? You know, Jimmy Johnson's stepping away from Hendrick Motorsports. If the scenario could play out where Chase wins the championship and kind of solidifies his position as top driver at Hendrick. Because, I mean, you have to look at it. I mean, yes, I know Larson's coming in. I still say Chase is the number one driver at Hendrick. Then you have Larson. Larson's going to play like the veteran role, and he'll be the number two guy. He'll be kind of like the guy that the younger drivers lean on. But then again now, I mean, Bowman and um, Byron, you know, Chase is the one that's out there winning races. Chase is the one that's in the final four. So he, he's he's a good one to lean on too. And plus Chase is getting, you know, advice from his dad and, who, who, who better to mentor you than Bill Elliott, your father? <laughs> right. I mean, look at the guys down the line you are getting advice from. You're getting advice from Bill. You're getting advice from Jimmy. You're getting advice yep. from Jeff. You're getting yep. advice from Rick. I mean, yep. that's a solid little group there to take some advice right. from on a championship day. So That really is. And I, I think when, when Chase signed up with Hendrick, that was the best team he could be with. Absolutely. I mean – with Junior's all the even in that probably there and and just the history of the team that that was the best scenario for him to come into because like you said you got Bill Elliott you got Jimmy Johnson you got Rick Hendrick you had Jeff Gordon I mean all those people right there to give you advice and lean on that's a hell of a team to get advice from <laughs> absolutely Jack Canals is probably helping you out today yeah I we forgot about Canals <laughs> and uh Steve Latart was still there yep I'm so, I mean, so <laughs> pretty he had limited resources. Yeah, so uh, I, I think we we look at those resources today. I mean, I'm not going to give away the the checkers and records picks of the week, but uh, no. I would say Vegas odds probably favor Chase Elliott right now. I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but I would I well, would go to venture and guess. And and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this in a negative way. I can see Vegas odds favoring Chase just because Chase is kind of the fan favorite. He's 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 taken on the the Dale Jr. role. I mean, you look at oh, the end yeah, of the season, how many times where Dale Jr. was the the odds on favorite to win the championship and never did. Right. Just because he was the fan favorite. So and I'm not taking I I, I think Chase is on a, a different level than Dale Jr. And I'm not saying, like I said earlier, I'm not saying that Chase doesn't have a shot at winning the championship. 
and, and he's going to. He's, if he doesn't do it this year, he will win a championship and probably multiple championships. And so if this isn't his year, he'll come back next year and probably be in the same scenario and probably walk away different. So let's talk about those two real quick because a lot of similarities when it comes down to it. You've got a great Bill Elliott, your father, and then Dale, a great Dale as your father. Uh, those two battled it out constantly on the track so you're you're the second generation of greatness here in nascar and i don't think chase elliott has the expectations that dale earnhardt jr did coming into the sport what do you think on that no i i don't think that the um i don't think chase has as much weight on his shoulders as dale jr did coming in you know and then you know you got to figure too with dale jr when when dale senior passed away I think that weight become even heavier because a lot of, you know, his dad's fans switched over to Dale Jr. fans and he just had this heavy weight and burden on his shoulders to carry on his dad's legacy. And I really think that that kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not, not damaged his career. Put that gray cloud over it though. It was always right. following him. Right. Right. And I think that he, he always lived in his father's shadow which I don't think Chase does that as much because you don't have a, a, a lot of Bill Elliott fans, you know, are, are even older than I am. So, you know, like my, my age and stuff, we were, a, a lot of us were Dale senior fans. So I, I don't think that, you know, you had to worry about a lot of Bill Elliott fans switching over to be Chase Elliott fans, which I'm sure a few of them still have, but I, I don't think that he has that, cloud hanging over him like dale jr did and, and i do i think it, it, it too is uh partially because uh we've lost so sudden dale earnhardt mm -hmm. senior and they they thought junior was going to fill that void well yeah. it, it, it wasn't there i mean that that wasn't the the type of driver junior was and, and chase with having that gap in between stepping in uh since bill has stepped you got fly in there no, I was <laughs> since Bill has been stepped out. I mean, there there's a solid what 10, 12 year gap since Bill's mm. been out and Chase came in. There he is. There's the man, the myth, the legend, Dustin Wait, Sizemore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I I I think uh because of that gap and like I said, uh due to the fact that we lost so sudden Dale Earnhardt, people just they they took to his son being that that name that uh that uh, offspring there so uh i i think that's where chase is is set a little better in i'm gonna say pretty much the same seat that earnhardt was given um because earnhardt pretty much came up in in solid rides there just like chase has and they're they're both fantastic drivers but i think that's where it, it just weighed a little more on earnhardt having lost his dad in that race and then uh, at the end of the day, like you said, all those fans, I mean, you had fans of your own, but then yeah. like you said, you had, I don't know if a normal person would really understand how to grasp so many people gravitating towards you in one day. I mean, that was one day. It just went whoop, just like that. I mean, I mean, you know, like, like they always said, hashtag junior nation. And it really was, I mean, he had right. like an a nation of fans and, and, you know, and just had to live up to this, you know, live up to the Earnhardt name. 
and live up to the expectancy of all these fans, you know, to fill his father's void. And I really think that that just that that played on him. And 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 not to mention, you know, I I know myself if I was out on the racetrack and you know my my father died right behind me on the track, I don't know if I could ever get in a car again. Right. No, it would don't, definitely be tough. It would definitely be tough, especially knowing he was blocking for you. I mean, that's right. that's that's the hard thing. I, I'm not saying it's not Junior's fault at all. I, I'm not saying that. But I, I'm with you there. I mean, that would be a, a very hard task to uh, or thing to to grasp there. So um, uh, you're right. Earnhardt was the man. So we we look past here and I, real fast before we move on, yeah. I will have to say this and just the 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 impact that Dale Senior had on the sport. And I don't know if I'd mentioned this before on here, but uh, I went out to Vegas right after Dale Senior had passed. And uh, we were in, I don't remember what hotel it was, but they had like the NASCAR cafe and they had one of Dale Sr.'s cars in there on display. So we walked up to look at it. You couldn't see inside the car because there was so many letters, cards, uh, stuffed teddy bears that people had put in the car. They were overflowing out of the windows of the car. There was so many. That just shows you the impact that Dale Sr. had. Right. Yeah, I I completely agree with you there. So uh, let's kind of uh, if Sizemore fires up the van, he would win the championship today. Sizemore <laughs> would take it in the van. The great caravan's coming on the track. Don't want you don't want that as a base car. I'll lap you. It was a town and country. No town and country. Yeah, sorry. So uh, <laughs> let's let's ask the question. Keeping Junior in the talks here, but kind of moving to another uh, um, uh, cycle here. The two big ones I can think of that have not won a title but have had fantastic careers: Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, yep. D- uh, Dale Earnhardt Junior. So I-, I don't know if you can think of another one to to toss into that. No, but let's 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 hit that Mark Martin real fast. So, I'm trying to think what year it was. It was uh, um, Mark Martin eight. in the playoffs probably has two or three. I'm just saying, just saying. Yeah, in that format, I say he definitely gets at least one. Nobody ever was- looks back and says, "Man, these drivers would have one in the playoffs." Everybody says Gordon would have seven without the playoffs. So, I we we never look at it like that. So so Martin. It was like late '80s or early '90s, I believe, and uh, he was he was leading the points and was more than likely going to win the championship. And I don't remember what race it was at. He uh, he either won it or finished like top five. Comes in for tech and gets uh, DQ'd for an illegal carburetor. So, if it wouldn't have been for that illegal carburetor that day, he would have won the championship that year. I mean, would have, should have, could have, but didn't. But I'm just saying, he he was so close oh, a yeah. couple times, and and just couldn't get it done. So, wh- which one of those two do you think kind of deserves a, a higher seat in NASCAR fame of being the best without the being the Dan Marino, if you will, of NASCAR? That that's hard to say between Dale Jr. and Mark Martin because I mean it was it was two different eras in NASCAR. Oh, 100%, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely respect Mark Martin for a racer and a driver and what he did, but I also respect Dale Jr. 
I mean, I think they're both deserving of of being in the Hall of Fame and and every accomplishment that they've earned. But they're 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 two different styles. I I don't know if I could lean more one way or the other. I mean, because you you look, Junior had some some wins, you know, pole positions and. And before they come out with the car of tomorrow, when they were with the older style car, Junior was the man. I mean, he he probably, if they would have kept that style of car, Junior would have won at least one championship. But when they kept switching up these cars, Junior just never found the, the rhythm or, or got comfortable in that car. Where Mark Martin, you know, you take him and, and his race <laughs> wins and everything like that. And I mean... He, he was always a contender and, and was a hell of a racer. I mean, I was a big Mark Martin fan back in the day. Oh, so he, he, that both of those guys are, are people that when you got on the track, everybody respected you. They knew that, man, you might drive me hard, but you're going to drive me clean. Both of those guys, there's no question about it. They're probably the nicest Southern boys in NASCAR's ever seen in those two boys right there. I don't know if Martin's from the, the South. I, I can only imagine with that. That uh, twang uh, is so Josh Hessen. He says he's a Viagra guy over Budweiser any day. So uh, now, now Leo, I won't say it now. He, I think he got his oh, ride. He got his seat. Um, he had good, good opportunities because of his last name, but at the end of the day, junior could drive. I, I will give yeah. him that. I mean, you look, you look at when he was in, um, it wasn't the nationwide series when he was Bush. in it was the Bush series. Yeah. And I mean, that dude was a heart attack on the track. You you know, anytime that he was getting in the car, he was probably going to win win the race. And then when he come to the NASCAR side, he was a lot like his daddy when it come to uh, restrictor plate races. Oh, you get yeah, good luck finding restrictor plate races. <laughs> he could see Junior the air. was like the Pied Piper. He could see I mean, the air. Wherever he went, the rest of the line was going to follow. Now, later on in the years. Junior kind of got screwed on restrictor plate races because all these guys didn't want to work with him because they knew at the end he was probably going to win the race. So right. they would leave him and hang him out. But I, I, if I had to lean one way, I would probably go with Mark Martin. So uh, Dwayne says he liked how Mark would just drive right to the winner's circle instead of doing the donuts there. And I agree with what Dustin says is Mark Martin's career accomplished never truly reflect reflected the driver that he was. Uh, cause I, I do, I think he was top tier. I mean, he was, he was right up there and, and to look at the age, how old was he when he, when he stepped out of the car, 60 dude. And he was in such good shape when oh, he finally stepped away. I mean, he was in better shape at 60 than I am at 48. <laughs> right. And I don't know if that 60 wasn't, but he was up there. He was a, a, a big driver there. So, uh, or, uh, an older driver there. So, um, I would say, uh, um, just I, like I, I completely agree there. Just his accomplishments never really reflected the the driver that he truly was. But yeah, uh, he was a hell of a racer. He really was. Mark Martin was a hell of a racer. Let's talk now. Maybe drivers the the one I can think of here, a champion that maybe left a little early, not uh, because of uh, passing, but I'm thinking uh, Carl Edwards, a guy that could have came out and probably won another two or three titles. You know, I think to this day, people will question what made him step out of that car. I don't know if he's came out and a hundred percent said anything on why. Um, 
never have heard why he retired when he did. Maybe he just wanted to go out when he was up towards the top there because uh, you, you think back and, you know, a lot of these drivers, they'll stick around. They'll try to get that one last good year out and they'll end up getting five bad ones. Um, but, man, with uh, Carl Edwards, he really kept on to it. You, you could look at Tony Stewart because Tony Stewart, I guess, he was really competitive till the day he stepped out. I, he maybe had uh, a few – Leo, family, I could see. Uh, I, I know that was said, but at the end of the day, it, it's hard to see somebody. And I get family, trust me. But like Johnson said, you know, this family has been behind me. They're they're making my dreams come true. He's now 40, 40 41, yep. and he sees it's time. It, it was a very touching video that NASCAR put out, and says, you know, it's time for me to do what they've done for me all this time and, and it's time for me to make their dreams come true. So it, it just Carl Edwards kind of left at uh an early time it, and I get it. Like I said, I, I understand family, but uh uh just I really wish we could have seen what would have been a, a full career with Carl Edwards because man, that was just a, a great champion and a, exactly I was always waiting for him to clip his feet. I was always waiting for him to clip his feet on the top of the hood or something and not make it. I think he landed on his butt a couple times. But he never nailed his head or something. <laughs> I was out at IRP when he got his first truck win. That was when we saw the first backflip, and that was awesome. <laughs> nice. So that's uh, Dr. Really Woke. Oh, that, now that I oh, could understand. Yeah, that, I, that's that's a good. That's always, that's like I said, when I, I went to get my helmet, is I know this sounds terrible, but I, I told him, I was like, hey, I don't want to spend a fortune, but at the end of the day, I want to remember my three kids' names if anything happens. So let's uh, let's make this work here. So I completely, you know, that I could see when, when they cite family, I could see that being a more deeper reason there. And I, I think at the end of the day, we, we see Junior got out of the sport there as well. Um, I don't know if that was whether the doctors were saying, hey, man, you're not going to be able to do this. So. We'll uh we'll see. Oh, hold it, hold it. No, that, that, that's <laughs> far from the truth. Larson he, will never win seven championships. I think he's never, too old to. Never. How old is Larson? He's in his late twenties, isn't he? Late twenties, early thirties. So I think at that point you're 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 going to be competing up against these guys that are coming up through here. The the Briscoes, the the Cindrics. Um, speaking of which, Cindric got that championship yesterday. Congrats to yep. him. Um, a heartbreak for Briscoe. It was an yeah, absolute heartbreak. That's racing, though. We knew it was going to come down to those two. I mean, that those two were the class of the field in Xfinity. And I'm not taking anything away from Noah Gregson and uh, uh, Burton and stuff like that. Th those guys are good, too. But th those two, Briscoe and Cindric, were the class of the field all year. Right. He's 28 years old. So let's say he's got 10 years. If he lasts to uh, a few years less than Johnson, to win seven times out of ten would be really, really hard at his age. I don't think Larson even gets one championship. I could see him getting seven. one with Hendrick if he is able to keep this ride going with Hendrick next year. Don't don't be surprised if he doesn't make it halfway through the playoffs. But I see him kind of moving forward with the Hendrick car if he is given the opportunity. If he is if he proves himself because he's only got that one year. So 
I, I think this next year is going to be a big sign, but I, I do believe that uh, um, Larson can win one behind there just because you see what they've given Chase. You've seen what they, they've done there with that nine car. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the guy. Like I've said before, he just he hasn't impressed me in NASCAR. He, he really hasn't done anything in NASCAR. Uh, now, you put him on a dirt track, yeah, I say he wins seven championships easily. In seven but, years. <laughs> yeah. But NASCAR, no, I don't see it. But uh, going to Dustin Sizemore's comment, Davey Allison would have shattered all Earnhardt and Petty and everyone else's records had he lived. I think I have to agree with that. Dave, Davey Allison, that that dude, he was badass. Bottom line, Davey Allison was incredible, and he he would have he would have done miraculous things in NASCAR had he had he not lost his life. Yeah, because you, I mean, you look at those guys like Earnhardt when that car really was switching in the '90s. It was kind of benefiting. I'm not going to say benefiting the older drivers, but it wasn't such a change on them that they couldn't keep up with it like you're but that's why i think at the end of the day we're seeing johnson stepping out now this year is he he doesn't have a grip on this car it's different he doesn't want to go through more changes he doesn't want to go through this new car of tomorrow i don't know how they're branding that the the car for next year and the new package he doesn't want to see another change in the car in the 90s i think the changes we're making the car better, more drivable, faster. And at that point, it, it was benefiting the the guys like Earnhardt, Elliott, those guys that had the, the knowledge, uh, would, would have been Allison. Uh, they had that knowledge. They were benefiting the, the guys that come from the dirt tracks, the, the, the dirt track racers, you know, because Allison come from dirt tracks. Earnhardt, you know, cut his teeth on dirt tracks. A lot of the, your, your boys down south, that's where they come up on was dirt tracks, and, and those cars are really benefiting their driving style. Um, and Dwayne's comment, Tim Richmond. Tim, Tim Richmond, he, he, he would have, yeah, he, he would have done some amazing things and then in Cup 2. Right. And, and, there's, and I, another, there's another guy that lost his life too soon. But I think Pate makes a good good point there when he says, you know, Allison, he would have gotten close, but waiting in the wings was Stewart, Gordon. Those guys were right there, and I think that's what took Earnhardt, you know, from not getting that that uh, bump to Petty because, man, the competition in the 90s, that's NASCAR's golden age right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go down the line, 43 drivers, you know 36 of their names. I mean, 36 of these guys could put it on the pole any day. I mean, that was NASCAR's. If people want to go back to the good old days, that's the good old days. It was. It really was, man. That's when uh, the races were uh, televised <laughs> on. At that time, it was TNN, the Nashville Network. Kawiki. I was watching. Uh, what was it? What was the track? I said Riverside. I was watching Riverside today, and he started on the pole, and he was he was burning, man. Yeah, that's a, a solid one there as well. I love talking the NASCAR champions today. And, and, you know, and, and going, you look, you look back in those old days, you know, the heyday. And just like Tyler just said, there's too many crybabies in NASCAR nowadays. Back then, back in the, the Kowicki, Earnhardt, Allison, you Petty jaw days, broke if you started crying. With the bumper to him, you got out of the car after the race and you was fighting. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you handled business on the track and then you handled business in the pits afterwards. Absolutely. It was like, 
that was the attitude area if they had one to compete with WWF. It was going on in NASCAR too, but it was real. It was in it was it was perfect. I mean, that's where you had Gordon and, and Earnhardt, you know, knocking heads and it, with those two it wasn't so much physical, but every time you got out of the car, Gordon's going to say something about Earnhardt driving him like a, a crazed man and Earnhardt's going to call him a little mamsy pansy. So. Yep. yep. <laughs> Earnhardt didn't take no shit, buddy. No, not at all. Uh, but, <laughs> so Sterling Marlin, he he was a hell of a driver too. Where was it at? Was it at uh, was it Daytona or Dega? They there was a a red flag situation. That was him and Gordon. I'll never forget that. That was Daytona. <laughs> under the starts ripping the fender. Out of the car, he's out and he's pulling on his uh left front fender because <laughs> it got knocked in a little bit and he's pulling it out a little bit and the nascar official comes on and goes hey you can't do that <laughs> he's like what he goes i see earnhardt do it somewhere <laughs> yeah hey, i think gordon got out at the same time they were both messing with their cars under the red they both had to go back to the back because it was gordon and uh uh, uh, Sterling, they got into it with each other. So since that day, I have never, never liked Sterling Marlin. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Irvin, there's another good one. Ooh, I loved Ernie Irvin. Absolutely. That's a hell of a driver. I mean, you talk about the, the what they go through, too, nowadays is, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before, Ricky Rudd. Talk about him, the just the uh, desire, the the tenacity that he had. As he, they were pouring water on his seat, and the water is boiling. Anybody else gets out of the car? Uh, what was it? He had uh, he had his second. Eye, his eyeball was like popping out one time, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm still gonna run it. <laughs> I'm still gonna run it. No, yeah, exactly. I'm good, dude. I'm good. Well, uh, see, and, and Mr. Mojo's on here, Jimmy Curry. He he uh he's like you. You guys are both Gordon fans. Jimmy was a huge Gordon fan. He says Martin's still racing on short tracks in Tennessee. I if Martin's still racing on short tracks in Tennessee, oh, Marlin. Oh, I thought he said Martin. I was gonna say if Martin is, we're going. I want to see Grandpa throw it down. Hey, Sterling Marlin's not young. No, either. He's, he's not a young chicken either. You're right there. He's a big boy too. When he got out of NASCAR. He was up at that uh, Tony Stewart kind of stockiness. Yeah. Jimmy Spencer. Uh, Kenny Schrader's still slinging it on the dirt tracks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, Dustin, it takes me a second. here. Dustin's always on me here. We were on iRacing the other night, and I was like, Dustin, why don't people like you? Because you get a lot of people that, that just don't like Sire. I don't get it. But he was like, well, did you just hear that guy that was talking over the mic? It's because I make fun of people like that. I was like, yeah, that was me. I got a little tongue tied. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were we were in, uh, what, what, what was we running? Oh, we running the- uh, Monsters of Dirt, uh, yeah. Limiteds. Late models, limited late models. And we're, you got Sean, Dustin, and myself all on Discord, and we're all chatting. And there was other people in there, too, and we're like, oh, man, we're not the only ones in here. And some guy's like, no, keep going. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll pay for this. <laughs> so, no, it, it, absolutely. Ricky Rudd, yeah, absolutely. We're giving him his credit there. Uh, uh oh, Mr. Twisted is on watching with us. Good morning, Dustin. And uh, uh, the UT car at Bristol, I do. That was a, uh, God, What that was 2000s, wasn't it? The UT car, refresh my memory. Uh, that was Mark Martin. I got to pull up a picture of that now. Whoops. Hit the wrong button. You're covered there. 
Let's see here. Mark or uh, UT Bristol. One one of these days, Dustin, I'm gonna be good enough to get on Team Twisted. <laughs> the, I I just remember the the one car that never will will get out of my mind, and that's the T Rex. T Rex. <laughs> that was the one car. It's like you're not touching it. You're not no, touching it. No, that that car will go down. I wonder if they have that in the NASCAR Hall of Fame or if uh, Ray Everham still owns that I think that that's in Everham, I, I do believe. They, they should put that in the Hall of Fame because that's a car. If you're a NASCAR fan and somebody mentions the T-Rex, you know exactly what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. And, and the, we've said it before, but that, that statement there from uh, France to uh, um, Everhart, or Everham, He's like, hey, call your call your boss and tell him that car is illegal. He says, not. It is tomorrow. <laughs> so, right. right. <laughs> it is tomorrow, sir. It is tomorrow. And, and the thing about it is there, there was nothing on that car that was illegal. Not for that Ever time. Everham just found the gray area in the rules, and he, he went right by that and NASCAR sitting there scratching their head like, well, uh, you know, like Ray said, well, show me something that's illegal on this car. Well, let's they talk couldn't do it. crew chiefs like that over time. You, you got Ray Everhand. You got Chad Knauss. You've got uh, um, who Martin Truex is uh, Cole Pern. You could put Cole him Pern. up there with a great. Um, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of Earnhardt's crew chief name. Whenever I think of uh, Earnhardt's crew, I always think of Chocolate Myers. That's the guy that you knew for Earnhardt and everybody knew who chocolate Myers was. That was, uh, I believe chocolate was the, the fuel man. I can't remember who, uh, um, Larry McReynolds, <laughs> uh, Larry Mack. Uh, who else was his crew chiefs? I'm drawing blank right now. Help us out here, guys. You're right though. Jimmy Ray was the best innovator of his day. I mean, there was, there was when, when you put, when, when, Earn or not Earnhardt, Everham and Gordon got together. That that was the the setup for greatness for years to come. Oh, absolutely. Those two. I mean, if if Everham would have stayed with Gordon throughout Gordon's career, I I say you know Gordon would have had seven, eight, possibly nine championships. Rod Osterland was the the first one, and then Larry Mack was going through. No. Osterlin was the first car owner. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Cocaine dealing coal miner. <laughs> Only Sizemore would know that. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. <laughs> the, the, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I would think uh, you, you got a list. Uh, he's yelling at us now. He's yelling. I know, right? <laughs> I would think. Oh, down, Dustin. Go eat a piece of cheesecake. <laughs> you gotta, right? You gotta uh, list Everhand as the great. And, and I know, be guilty. I know people want to say Canals, he's a cheater. Uh, he doesn't deserve it. I think he's one of the greats up there as well. But the innovation that you could put into the car back in the 90s compared to what you can do now with Canals, I think Canals, is, it's a different style more so as Canals. He's going to get you a strategy to win that race. He knows what he needs to do when he needs to do it. What Everybody I like about give you a car that's going to cut through the air. <laughs> what I like about Chad Knauss is, for one, you, you look at the championships that he won, and he was winning championships when they were 
changing these cars every year. You know, you had the car tomorrow, then you went to this car, then you went to that car. Canals is still out there with Jimmy Johnson and winning championships. Right. He, he was adjusting on these cars and making the right calls, and they were still running up front. So you got to give him props on that. For two, if you look at these races where you would, you know, uh, what was it, the Brickyard the one year, Johnson comes in and didn't, uh, his car caught on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And they still win the race. <laughs> they still win the race. You have to look at, at Canals and Johnson's uh, adversity to overcome bad situations and still come out smelling like a rose. Right. Absolutely. That's what Dwayne's saying. He spotted for Schrader at the Little 500 this year. Didn't break a sweat at 65. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I am sweating like you could wring my suit out at the end of a race with me in go-karts. So that goes to show you, like, people, I've said this before. There's so many times growing up when when I was into racing, people said, racing's not a sport. Racing, yep. you're, you're not an athlete. Bull crap, you're not an athlete. Ken Schrader right there. I don't know many guys at the age of 65 that have been playing in the NFL their whole life can get out. Go uh, do something that exhausting, not break a sweat, and not faint afterwards. I mean, that goes to show you just how incredible that could be there. Yeah. Hey, our buddy Brooks is on. Brooks, check it out, buddy. <laughs> He's that. still a little sour. Dustin, we're in the checkers and records. We'll get you on here oh, sometime. That's right. Kirk <laughs> Shelmerdine. I forgot about Kirk Shelmerdine. He was a hell of a crew chief in his day. Um I forgot where I was going. Never mind. Pair four champion. Uh, he's still drinking under the table. <laughs> That's a. He's just a good old boy. Right. He's a good old boy. Is he drinking Kentucky Kool Aid though? No, he's beer. Beer for beer. Beer. He does have that little beer belly going on. That's good stuff there. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You got anything else? Ooh, I just knocked it all there. You got anything else there to to kind of tie into the NASCAR championship day? No, we. I, I think we hit a lot there on the NASCAR thing, but uh, you know what today is, Tommy Boy? I do. Go ahead. Slide Job Sunday with the Monsters of Dirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And we got some pricks of pavement action going on as well. He's going to be a fun, fun, fun. He's drinking the Miller Lite. Oh, real fast. Let's, uh, I didn't get to see it. Uh, Thursday night wrapped up the ECRS uh, Trucks Championship. Yes. Won it. Uh, let me think here. It was Nick Kaufman that took it. And I felt bad here. <laughs> and I hope he's watching because if he is, he's going to tie in here and he's going to be mad I'm talking about it. But um, he... Uh, um, Kyle Westwood goes and he's right behind Nick Coffin. So they have that same style as NASCAR. We're watching four drivers here on Thursday. It was Nick Kaufman, Kyle Westwood, Chris Downing, and Thomas Gould. At this point, Thomas Gould and uh, Chris Downing, they've had some troubles in the, the race. They're a little farther back. And Nick Kaufman, Kyle Westwood riding second and third. Tim Trowbridge in first. <clears throat> you go pulling away and you see Kaufman he like misses a shift or something in the middle of a turn because you see Tim take off and Kyle like jet forward at the same time. Kyle gets into the back of him, gets him around there. So yellow flag comes out. 
In my mind, it's a racing incident. Kyle's in second place now. Unfortunate, yes, but at the way it looked, it looked like Kaufman maybe missed the shift. I thought he kind of came down to put it in front of Kyle, but what really happened was when he did miss that shift, it kind of like jolted him down that way. And because, like I said, you could see both of those other cars just go fast. And Kyle goes out and says, I'll take the EOL. I was like, Kyle, it's championship night, bud. You can't be so nice. I am yelling at him for the next hour and a half. And then the next day, because it was a $200 race. If he wins that wow. title, 200 bucks, and he's nice enough to say, yeah, I'll take the EOL. So Kaufman ends up beating him then at the end. And, uh, whew, man, it was interesting there. So I told Kyle the uh, the next day, I was like, Kyle, man, I'm a, I'm a little uh, low on funds right now. You got like 200 bucks I could borrow. <laughs> <laughs> you give Kyle such a hard time. Oh, I do. I really do there, but man, you talk about a stand-up guy. You don't see that in racing, so I do got to give a round of applause there to Kyle. I don't think it was your fault still to this day. Uh, I'm not going to put it on Nick either. I think it was a racing incident, and at the end of the day, Nick just had, would have had to come back to get you. But, hey, at the end of the day, Nick did walk away the championship. Tim got his first win in the trucks, but see, like I told him, you're not part of the playoffs. You're not part of this. So nobody really cares you won. They probably won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving Tim a hard time, too. That's awesome. And all those guys over at ECRS are a great bunch of guys to race with, and they're just great guys in general. If you're looking for a fun league over there, they got that going on. They got a new one coming up here, season three. And then, like you said, Slide Job Sunday. It's midseason. It's double points here. 305 oh, Cash definitely. League. Mid-season championship night, 360s at Volusia. I've been oh. rocking. I've been rocking some uh, some sprints and midgets and some other things, dude. I'll tell you what. I do. Have you ran Weedsport this week? I just did it last night, and it's a blast. I love that track. I don't know where is that. Is it? I have no idea, but I like it in the 305s. Not so much the 360s and late models. Oh, I'll run it in the midgets. Like, I love that track. I'm really starting to get a feel for it. I haven't tried a late model around there. I bet a street stock is a blast. Yeah, I haven't. That I bet it would be fun. Week two of Pricks of Playoff. Pay, that was a lot of peas. That's a lot of peas there. <laughs> yeah, Chummy was helping me uh, get around there uh, in midgets. I was like, dude, I can't get this in midgets. But then I go to a 305 after Chummy kind of takes me around the track uh, a few times in the midgets, and I'm ripping that 305. So I do. I got to give a lot of credit to Chummy for helping me out there find that line. I got to give a shout out to Chummy too, because last week in the 360s we ran at Charlotte, I didn't have a setup for it. And Chummy's like here and sent me a setup, and I go out and make the show, and Chummy didn't. So no, I kind of felt bad, man. Chummy, thank you very much. That's a JD setup. Brown thing right there. Here, Hayden, take a set. And then Hayden wins. Right. <laughs> right. You'd always hear JD say that in third. He's like, yeah, unfortunately, I gave the set to Hayden. I got to stop doing that because he's winning with him. <laughs> hey, JD, JD's a setup man, buddy. He's got some fast setups for the late models. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin, he loves the midgets. He's one of the best on the, the game, he says. But what's it get you, Dustin? What's it get you for being one of the best in midgets? That was part of the entertainment value we were getting at. It gets him cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A pound on the door. <laughs> right. Hey, hold on. I'm in a race right now. <laughs> gets good stuff there. Man, well, I think it's that time then to 
make the the playoffs, the championship picks. Dustin, we'll get you on here next week. We're going to have a Sizemore, Sizemore segment here next week. We'll talk a little more older NASCAR after the championship today. Yeah, just keep PG. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we're going to have to go over some 13 maybe <laughs> some standards here. So, uh, yeah, it's time then. So we're going to do our checkers and records picks of the week, and we want you to do it as well. He'll check his schedule. He's a busy man. You let us know when it works for you, sir. We, uh, we're going to make our picks here of the week, and it's championship peak week. So, really, I think yeah, my people call your people. That's fine. I'll hit you up. <laughs> the, uh, uh, well, I, 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 I want your people calling me. I think uh, – I, I, yeah, I didn't mean standards wasn't the right word. We don't have standards, but <laughs> maybe a little words we can't use, topics we won't discuss. Uh, <laughs> let's <Right. see. laughs> what's on Discord during the week is not what's on Discord at 11 a.m. on Sundays. <laughs> so no, the four drivers out of the championship, should we pick from just those four? Or should we go across the whole race today, Howdy? Um, I I say we just uh, um. Let's let's pick from just those four. All I mean, right. it is championship, so let's 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 pick who we think is going to win the championship, who's going to not win it, or our record, so if you will. And then I don't know if you can really say there's a dark horse in this fight, but no, we can pick one. We'll pick a dark horse out of the race. So we'll, we'll do okay. the checkers and records and that, and then a dark horse in the race here. So uh, my my checker, I think it's kind of obvious where I'm heading here. I think I'm following about 90% of NASCAR's fan base here today. And I'm saying it's time for another Elliott to be a champion in NASCAR. That's right. Chase Elliott with the win today. I don't think he wins the race, as I do think Kevin Harvick's going to come out here, give a huge, huge middle finger to NASCAR. Say, yeah, you want to go there? This is what I think about you. He's going to win. The, I think he dominates this race today, in all honesty, and leaves these guys in his trails. But uh, I think Chase walks away with a solid finish up in front of the top four. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. My pick for uh, the champion today is none other than the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Again, like I said before, I think that's a solid pick there as well. As these mile and a half, they really favor Hamlin and Harvick there this year. So, We'll see how it comes to play there. We we go to our records pick here. And, I mean, everybody in here is a champion outside of Chase. So they, they all know what it tastes like. They all know what it feels like. Like I said, I think Logano is going to beat and bang. I think it's going to put himself in front of his teammate, Brad Keselowski. I'm going to go with Brad K finishing in fourth here today. And I have to agree with you. I got to go with uh, Keselowski for the record today. I don't. I don't think he gets the job done. Yep. So I, I think that's a, a great round out there, and we go to. He's going to records. Going to Harvick. He don't understand it. He don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to, <laughs> to the dark horse here today, and this is eight. My my uh, breakfast is ready. So we go to the <laughs> we go to the dark horse pick here today, and I'm gonna go with none other, Mister Seven Time himself, Jimmy Johnson. I think he gives a tip of his hat. I think he finishes here today. I'm gonna say with a solid top ten, 
And I think that's a good enough for him to ride off into the wind, into the Ganassi store, and see what he's got in state for IndyCar here next year. All right. All right. I, I, I like that pick. Um, I'm trying to think here. Dark Horse. Who am I going to go with? Uh, you know what? I, I, I just got a funny feeling. I'm going to throw it out there. Eric Jones. Hey, I think he's, with he's his got- last race with JGR. I think he's going to go out there and try to prove something and be like, you know what? You guys are making a mistake for getting rid of me. Here's what I can do. I'd say it's checkers or records for Jones today. I think you are right there. So that's a a solid pick to have on the board. Guys, thanks so much for making this a great one here today. I had a blast on championship day. It was fun. It was fun. We got to talk about some old NASCAR, NASCAR going on now. I mean, yeah, that was a good time. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in here to CWTV. A huge shout-out to each and every one of our sponsors there. Talk to Tucker, Sean Nugent, the rock star realtor. And if if you're looking to buy a house, how do you going to need some money, right? You are. 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 You're going to call Mr. John Buzzard. We're going to do like a Ghostbusters there. It's who you gonna uh, call? John Buzzard. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm looking sharp at the racetrack with my Bruzy racewear, and we feel that butt kicker rumbling sharp. here down below the seat in the sim butt kicker gamer too. Immerse yourself in the game, feel what you've been missing, and we sound so clean, so crisp. We're almost like Outcast. Ain't nobody, don't ask me. We're just so clean and crisp. <laughs> well, that's why, That's why you know, on uh, your birthday, I had to post that picture with you and your bruising oh, yeah. suit. <laughs> Somebody like, told you know, me. You got all your sexiness hanging out there, you know. We got to throw it up for your birthday. I think, D- Dustin, let's get a whole, I want to do a, a Sizemore's Fault Checkers and Wreckers limited edition t-shirt. I think we, we, we'll split it, Dustin. We'll split it here. We're buying how, cheesecake for all of us. How about we do like the Checkers and Wreckers logo across the front, then on the back of the shirt, <laughs> hashtag Sizemore's fault. Big, big picture of Sizemore getting drilled. No, with the big picture of a minivan. <laughs> Even better there. Yeah, we got to do something there. But uh, guys, yeah, thank you so much. Oralex Acoustics makes it sound so good, so nice in here. And as always, you guys right there, you, 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 and you. And yes, even you. Hey, and see you way, I see you, see, way back there. You too, buddy. Size one, I'm the type of guy, you say no, I'll probably do it anyways. You might want to copyright the size <laughs> more fault. Yeah, Tommy Boy has no limits. <laughs> That's good stuff. Right on. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.